that they're doing. So when I first started at the high school, we had a very, very general class load. And I think it's pretty diverse, but it wasn't hitting on some of the things that I wanted the students to get to. I'm really big on philosophy, coming from the W-Madison. I think that was our strong point at that time. And so I wanted the kids to really be strong advocates and then show, okay, this is what I can do in this field. Whether it's in kinesiology, uh, as a general field, whether it's in exercise science, whether it's in uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, exercise science. Um, I'm actually meeting with one of my former students uh, tonight who just got done with an internship with Oakland Athletics down in the Dominican Republic. And so those are the things that he was in my class for several semesters. Um, another one of my students uh, who just graduated just before I'd gotten I'm sorry, uh, he's one of the strength coaches here at BW. And so we take field trips here. And we connect them with Cindy, we connect them with Banton, uh, we connect them with the athletic department, we connect them with, um, who's the one that does the exercise science lab? Dr. Grubin? Yes, Dr. Grubin, yeah. too. So we kind of show that kind of stuff as well. Um, so these are some projects. And then they get more and more difficult. We have one that's a volunteer. And then when you view it, there's a rubric here. And what some of these students do is they go out to the elementary schools and they teach a class or they work with uh, an adaptive program and so on and so forth. And then they have to fill out all this stuff. They have to have a report. And, um, but it makes it easier for them. And then as a parent before, myself, I can say, hey, you know, so-and-so, what did you do in class today? They can bring this home and they can show me why they got a grade. Now, they're younger, but at a high school level, it's pretty important that it's, that it's written down on paper. Um, we also do a, a field trip to some fitness facilities. And so we do a comparison. We go to um, Boulders. We used to go to the YMCA's. We go to Princeton Club. They let us come in for free for an entire afternoon. 50 kids, and we just kind of tear loose. We don't Anything. It's pretty cool. And then they have a project with it. And so in addition with that field trip that we do with Cindy, um, then they go and they tell me why would they want to choose one facility over another. The other side that we're always competing with <clears throat> at the high school is that my classes are all high-level athlete classes. And they're all based on performance. So we call it like functional performance training. So they're doing a lot of strength conditioning, but they're also doing a lot of rehab if they have an injury. And they're also doing a lot of prehab theoretically pre-had. Um, so well, our main competition are the private clubs. And those students will want to take our minim the minimum amount of client credit, and then they'll quickly get into private clubs. So what we're always trying to show them is, hey, try to stay in the high school. We offer a good product. It's for free. You get to stay in, you know, it's one of the classes that you can, you know, fulfill your credits with, and then more, and then you can take it to the next level. So that's real competition at the high school as well. Um, we just had a referendum at Oregon that was like a 52, I think it's a 52 million dollar referendum. And I spent three years trying to plead my case, you know, having PowerPoints, 20 page PowerPoints, going to different administrators, going to school board members and saying this is what we need at our school. And now it's starting to come to fruition and we'll probably have one of the best, if not the best, uh, sports conditioning facility in the state of Wisconsin. Turf out area, free weight area, cardio area, all inclusive in one spot, as big as, you know, two-station field house, and it's going to be massive. Um, so those are the things that you want to get for, but to get to, sorry, and then but your former students will come in and help you plead those cases, you know, and then it just shows the community why your program is important as it is, and you guys have been in the game for long enough, you know where I'm going with this too, that it's, you need that community to support. Um, uh, let's see here. We do a goal-setting one as well. 
and then at your end of year reflection always to find out what they like, what they don't like. Um, some of this is under construction right now. Um, but then I also use this for my hybrid class, which is like a flipped class. So the kids will do this, and then they'll come in, because our district is big on personalized learning too. Kids will do all the work online. Uh, they'll either use this platform or a different platform, and then they'll come in one-on-one -on -one with me, and we'll do like an individual training session. It takes a lot of time, but that's what districts like to see. And so if you have 12 kids, you're giving up all your prep times, you're giving up your lunch time, you're giving your morning time, you're giving your afternoon time, uh, just for those 12 kids. But then those kids really take it to the next level. Does that take place in like an online FIAD option, uh, or how does that, how does that manifest? Like? Yeah, um, that class was kind of like an online class, but it wasn't the other online class. Gotcha. So it's like another option to try to make the kids more accountable for their movement. Yeah. And that's something I don't know if you've talked to or talked to about yet, but the online evolution for FIAD. And then how do you get those kids to move still at the school and move so that it's a worthy time? Do you guys also have a sports waiver or not? We don't, which is really nice, yeah. All the districts around us do, um, but that's reality as well. And that's why you have to keep showing that you're, it's important for them to be, to be there. Um, so then the other part is passion. I mean, every student teacher that comes through with me, I, I mean, I put them through the burners, basically. And I say, you have got to be passionate about this field. If you are not passionate, parents see that, kids see that, and your numbers are going to go down right away. And it doesn't have to be that you have to be a stickler with the students. I'm not saying great and super hardcore or anything like that. But you've got to let them know that, hey, this is who I am, and I want you to you know, follow suit and find something that's, that's good for you, too. Um, you know, dance, whether it's fitness, whether it's strength conditioning, whether it's just rec sports, whether it's a competitive avenue, um, and so on and so forth. I'm 38. I still I have both ACLs done. Um, I'm going to get my ankle, you know, fixed up from soccer and stuff, but I still find myself moving and I still find myself training. And now I'm leading adult groups in the morning at 5.30 in the morning, leading soccer groups at 5.30 in the morning, and I'm playing soccer at 10.30 at night, in addition to coaching my four kids, in addition to coaching three teams, in addition to teaching, you know, so it's like it's got to be you. And then that's the only way you're going to really, really enjoy yourself because there are days when it's not enjoyable. Um, an administrator is after you about something that you need them to, or the grading, you have a parent that's upset because they don't want to believe that their son is not doing anything. And so it's, um, if you're passionate and you have paperwork and everything, you're going to be good. When you do the flip classroom, mm -hmm. um, how much time would they spend on their own? Uh, they, just had a, they just had a 